On this episode, I'm joined by my good friend Justin Monorail for an exciting announcement, and then we play a new game called Eat, Drink, Shop, and Ride. Today's October 17th, 2023. This is episode 609 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top 10 lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I'm your host, Jeremy Stein, and while I am not joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda, today, I will soon be joined by my very lovely friend, Justin Monorail. Make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, as well as follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Main Street Magic community and ask to join. Then if you go ahead and hit that subscribe button, you get brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. We know that planning a trip to Disneyland or Walt Disney World can be overwhelming and at times just downright frustrating. Have no fear, because Mouse Dining removes the frustration of booking Disney dining reservations, alerting you when they spot availability for your desired restaurant, date, meal, and time. Visit msmfriends.com to use this free service. So very excited today to have my good friend Justin back on the show. It has been a little while, but we are glad that he is back. And first, we're going to have a little announcement from Justin himself, and then we're going to move on to a new game, which we're calling Eat, Drink, Shop, and Ride. Let's go ahead and bring in Justin. Justin, welcome back to Main Street Magic. It has been far too long, but you are in the top of our repeat guests, so I appreciate you coming on and joining again. How are you, my friend? I am doing fantastic. I mean, how could I be in any mood but great when I'm joining Main Street Magic and getting to talk to my friend Jeremy? It would have been even better if Rhonda was here, but you know what? You're okay. You're an okay, you know, plan B in this I am, case. But <laughs> yeah, I am the second fiddle, but at least it's, I still think it's an okay fiddle. Um, it so, is. You're fit as a fiddle, too. <laughs> fit as a fiddle. Yes. Thank you. Um, so before we dive into this kind of new, I guess, I don't know if I'm calling it a game or what I'm calling it, but... You have an exciting announcement that I can't wait to bring to our listeners because they are familiar with you uh, through social media, through the Main Street Magic community, the podcast. What's up, man? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for allowing me to announce this on your show. I, I really am grateful. As I've told you in the past, I've had a lot of respect for you and Rhonda and your show, and it means a lot to to be here and be a repeat guest. So it's a real honor. Um, But... I am very excited to announce that after two long years of no monorail, we're firing the thing back up and we are relaunching my first Disney podcast, which was the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. And actually this week, October 16th, our first new relaunch. Wait, could this be a requel? I've heard that word used. Ooh. I like that with with movies these days. Maybe this is a requel more than a relaunch. Um, but yeah, we, we're kicking it right back off, jumping back into the episode count. So episode one seventy one, it's uh, it's me, Justin Monorail, and Landon the Dawes Dome. And yeah, man, really excited to to get back into it and and talk about all the Disney news. Well, Central Florida theme park news in general, and and kind of rejoin the podcast community. I. So excited uh, to be getting back into the game. Well, you really never left, even though you technically did. You never really left this podcast community because um, you are definitely a fixture in it. And I know everybody's going to be super excited. I am to hear you back and uh, have the uh, Monday morning monorail back. It is such a great show. And so I'm excited to see what you're going to bring uh, coming forward. And uh, as always, if you ever need a, a guest, I'm here. I got you. Man. Oh, you know it. You know, I always love it. I always <laughs> love to have you, you and, and Rhonda both on the show. So it's so fun. Keep, keep that phone nearby. I'll be calling you soon. Definitely. You got it. So when um <clears throat> when Justin and I were like kind of throwing around ideas, I had had this one a while ago. I don't it came from somewhere and I don't remember. So if I copied this from anyone else, I apologize that I did not notate such a thing. But we're basically going to go through each of the four parks and then Disney Springs a little bit. And we're going to get to pick one thing we want to eat one thing we want to drink, one place we want to shop, and then one ride or attraction that is an absolute must do. So, you know, Justin, you are in the parks a lot. You are are, are local. Um, and so I'm excited to hear some of your picks and we'll walk through each of the four parks and then we'll kind of do Disney Springs, 
minus the ride attraction because they don't have any, but I don't know. Maybe we throw something fun out there um, when it comes to that. So let's start in Magic Kingdom and let's start with what is your must eat in Magic Kingdom? Okay, so to talk about this exercise broadly, one of the things that I struggled with was how to approach it. Like, do I go with what I would recommend to people or do I go with like, you know how people are like, five cds or five records to yeah. know me like what what am i gonna pick um i sort of did a mix so <laughs> i did too <laughs> and i'll try to tell you that as we go um so for eat in magic kingdom i went a little bit off the beaten path at least i surprised myself picking this but i had it recently and i think it's something that people could overlook and so this is more along the lines of a recommendation that i would tell people i don't want you to miss and that is Going over to Sleepy Hollow and getting the sweet and spicy chicken and waffle sandwich. Did you really? That's my <laughs> I did. pick. That's my pick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's such a good it. one. What, what makes it's... what makes you love that dish? Well, first of all, I love sweet and I love spicy. And um, I feel like Disney has been doing a better job lately bringing the spice, putting it at a level that I actually can taste it. Because yeah. I do think in the past they give you the more... Uh, guest friendly spice where yeah there's some flavor there but it's not really hot and tingly this is a little bit hot and tingly um i love waffles it's like one of my favorite foods and so you know you you mix up such a, a tasty the waffle um is always nice and it's got a little crisp texture to it you've got the fried chicken and they put like a slaw on there if i remember right yeah um and man i don't know it just all really works together and, and I, this is one of those things that for me, I didn't try it until recently. Okay. So like being a, a local person and overlooking it, I would imagine people who are more, you know, come in once a year or, or less, that's something they could easily overlook. So it made the list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the first thing that came to mind for me and, and which is funny because you being local only tried it recently, Rhonda and I, it's one of those things we probably haven't had in years, but oh, wow. it is always stuck in our mind as one of our favorite dishes there. And it's like, I think 11, 12 bucks or something. It is hearty. It is shareable. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that that sweet and and then spicy kind of combination is just absolutely perfect. Um, that and of course, the Nutella waffle over there with the fruit and all is great. But this is you can't get something like this anywhere else on property, I feel like. And so I think they I do a really think, good job yeah. there. Yeah, and, I don't think so. And And I will say this, too. If you go over there in the evening, if you time it out where maybe you're sitting there around the time fireworks going to happen, it's a pretty decent view of the fireworks. If yeah. you can sit out back in one of the picnic tables, just watch out because they do start the sprinklers back there oh, when the seriously? fireworks are going off <laughs> so you can get wet <laughs> if you're in the wrong spot. Is that what happened to you the last time you were getting this uh, waffle there? Absolutely. Had to relocate because I was getting a little drenched. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so... So next with drink is interesting in Magic Kingdom, and, and we're not saying drink has to be alcoholic. It certainly can be a little bit more difficult in Magic Kingdom if you're looking for a libation because you got to go to a sit down restaurant. Um, which way did you go? Did you go non-alcoholic, alcoholic? What are you picking for your drink over at Magic Kingdom? I went alcoholic for a couple reasons. One of them is there's only a couple places on property you can get this specific drink. And the other location I wanted to use for a different drink. Also, this gave me the opportunity to shout out my favorite restaurant in Magic Kingdom. So I'm going to Skipper Canteen and getting a Kungaloosh Spiced Excursion Ale. Well, that done. is my drink. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well done. Especially Skipper Canteen. Like we yeah. praise Skipper Canteen more than anything. Um, even, even if you go back to Sleepy Hollow, like dining in Magic Kingdom, we know isn't always the best. And so when you can find a place, I think the quality of, of Skipper Canteen and yeah, the, the Kungaloosh is just unbelievable there. Um, I actually did not go Skipper Canteen. I was tempted. Okay. I'm going to go with a sit down uh, alcoholic beverage and at a, at a place I think people would find alarming is Tony's Town Square. Oh, they have a limoncello sidecar. Oh, which is absolutely delightful. So Rhonda actually got this the last time we dined there for lunch and I tried it. And if you like limoncello, uh, it's got like a um, Applejack brandy included in it. And it's actually mm. a really good beverage. No, I'm pretty positive over there. Everything is batched and they're all just, you know, they're they're going in the back and they're just serving it out of a big old sure. tub. Like in one of those igloo things you see on the back of like a construction truck. But um, it was surprisingly delicious. That sounds very good. It sounds is it would you say give it give me a sweetness rating on that drink? very 
but so so it's one of those that it's very sweet, but not for just one. Like okay. you're not going to get one and be like, you know what, let's go for a couple more. You're going to be like, all right, right. I'm going to get a stomachache. It's a little too much. But I think the level is just at a, a perfect point where you're like, all right, one is good. I really enjoyed this. It's a good midday break or evening or something or, you know, like with with uh, Mickey's not so scary and the um, Christmas party coming up. It'd be a good like right before that sit down dinner, maybe have a cocktail and then go enjoy all the festivities. So I would highly recommend it. And I had um, I actually had a whiskey drink there that was made with a wide uh, rye whiskey that was actually surprisingly delicious as well. So I was surprised okay. by their kind of pre-batched cocktails that they they almost tasted like they were handcrafted, even though, you know, they're not like they're not walking <laughs> back. There's no bar there. So, you know, that that's yeah. not happening uh, anywhere within Magic Kingdom. So I was kind of surprised that it was actually that delicious. That's awesome. Yeah, that's exciting because that gives me a reason to go back to town. I, and I've honestly, that's another place I, I've overlooked in the past. I, I only went to Tony's Town Square for the first time in the last 12 months. Okay. So. Yeah, so that'll give me a reason to go back. I, I enjoyed the food that I had, but I got man, I do like limoncello, yeah. so I'm I'm gonna try it out. So we made Rick. some recently, like oh. at home. We made some. We went through a recipe. Uh, it was Giada De Laurentiis recipe, sure. <laughs> and we bought like little, you know, we bought the little bottles, and they've got the little stopper that folds down. It's all good. And um, you're supposed to wait, I think, like ten days. And when mm. we first tried it, it tastes like straight up like the inside rind of like a lemon peel <laughs> but we were like all right we'll just keep it in the fridge this is probably garbage we're gonna pour it out someday um just last weekend i was like we saw it and ronda was like you know i was really thinking of like a lemon drop martini tonight and i was like let's break this out and maybe now that it's settled for so much longer it's better and it was well now nice going time. through all of the uh process to make it just just go buy one it was there's really no reason to make your own homemade limoncello it's a complete waste <laughs> of time so you can go get it up at Publix liquors or they actually have one in uh italy in the pavilion there in world showcase that we bought it's like 30 bucks a bottle um absolutely delicious and you can get it there for i think it's 13 bucks for like a shot which yeah. is which is fairly overpriced when you could just buy the bottle and take it home but it was absolutely delicious yeah, I've I've definitely participated in a limoncello shot or two in in Epcot. Yes, um, it's funny that you say that though. My my girlfriend's mom actually made homemade limoncello not that long ago. Okay, and gave us gave us a bottle of it. It I thought it was delicious. It tasted like a straight up lemon head to me. Ooh. Um, so like just a, if you if you're a fan of the lemon head candies, this was like liquid form it tasted exactly like that so right. i'm not going to give you one of our leftover bottles because you'll think it tastes horrible then because your description <laughs> sounds so much better than ours was even though we made it work it was okay but all right you've had your food you've had a little something to drink you are now going to shop in magic kingdom where's your go-to place to shop get some of your best merchandise okay so this one definitely is a, more of a reflection of me um i'm a huge fan of the haunted mansion and I'm gonna start of keeping course, track of how many of ours line up together <laughs> of course when they opened memento mori that became like my go-to play i go in there every time i'm in magic kingdom and at least walk through yeah i've purchased countless pieces of merch for memento mori and i think that it's such a nice little unique shop and it blows my mind that we had to wait so long to have a haunted mansion gift shop i know and i'm, gr I'm grateful we do now i love it it's awesome um, I like the little details in the shop. It's not just about the merch. And I wish they'd sort of lean into it a little bit more. But, you know, um, it's, a, it's a really cool place. And, you know, if I was going to recommend, hey, you want to find some unique merchandise that you're not necessarily going to find in the Emporium, go to Memento Moria. Yeah, that is such a great pick. And what I think I love about it so much is that it stands alone from the attraction. You know, it's yeah. not it's not a standard, hey, you're going to exit a ride. We got to put a gift shop there just to try and get you to spend a little ex extra money. Like it stands on its own and everything in there is so good. Yeah. We same thing. We walk through every single time. Um, we almost buy something every single time. They've, they've had some wonderful <laughs> like pass holder merch in the past, like, you know, Halloween upon us. We have a lot of stuff that we've purchased from there. Um, whether it's clothing or we have the annual pass holder, like uh tray, it's like a coffee table mm -hmm. tray that they had a couple years ago. It's just so unique. And yeah. while as much as I love something like the Emporium, 
it is you you can find the emporium style of merchandise anywhere throughout property you know go to world of disney or creations or anything like that and you're finding most of the same stuff this a lot of this is completely exclusive so i just i think it's so good that's a great point i think that's probably another reason that i love it so much because i know that this is like the curmudgeon in me speaking but it bugs me that there are you go to the emporium and you can buy like epcot related stuff in there or you go into creation shop and they have animal kingdom related you know i'm like no 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 this should be park exclusive and it would be nice if there was a little more of that but like you said definitely not a problem with this uh shop and i think at memento mori even though i do walk through there frequently i always feel like i'm seeing something relatively new it seems like they cycle new merch in there quite frequently so definitely and you bring up a good point about even between parks in the way that they're trading kind of like merchandise between shops even if you go over to animal kingdom and you go into um it's the mercantile as you're walking mm-hmm. in looking at the tree of life on the left there's a whole section with pandora stuff now and i'm like yeah no yeah, leave that in leave Let's that over in wind here. traders <laughs> we don't need it over here you're kind yeah. of like yeah I, no i agree completely um all right so you you ate you drank you shopped what are you riding at magic kingdom well i was very tempted to depart from this particular attraction just because i've already shouted it out but to be honest whether it's a re- reflection of me or a recommendation for someone who is going into magic kingdom and they say i can only ride one ride then i'm like you want to experience quintessential Disney magic, then you're riding the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. I mean, that's 10 out of 10 times that would be my recommendation. Um, you know, I always say in the past, we've we've played a game like on the old Morning Monorail show where we would say if, if you could have an unlimited, pa- like a lifetime fast pass to any ride, what would it be? And I've said Space Mountain because I, I love riding Space Mountain. I don't necessarily want to wait for it all the time. Mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion, I think my threshold for waiting is is higher than most other attractions because I just love it so much. So that I'm going Haunted Mansion at the ride selection. I will put another check mark on the list, my friend, because I agree completely. <laughs> we've done we've done so many shows that are like uh, top tens, right? And it'll be like a top ten um, attraction songs, you know, or top 10, just everything And haunted mansion comes up at number one, almost every single time. Yeah, I, I agree. There's nothing like it. I, I love what we're getting to now with things like cosmic rewind and Tron and Pandora or um, flight of passage and rise of resistance. Technology is incredible, but boy, yeah. there's nothing like haunted mansion. It is. It's just, it's theme parks. It's magic kingdom. It's Walt Disney. It is everything you want. And yeah, I'm with you every single time. We'll try and ride it. That's that's one of those where you're like, you know, I'll 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 even get Genie Plus just to go ride that sucker if it's if it's, you know, too long or we'll do whatever. It just it is such perfection from beginning to end. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is great. And and I like that after all these years, even though they have plussed some of the effects, it still holds up. Yep. The the classic effects still hold up. Yeah. And I love that it's a spooky attraction that still it's approachable for people of all ages. Yeah. And, you know, it's not going to be overly scary. It's got its scary moments. It has its spooky parts, but it's all very like entry level spooky. And then, of course, you get halfway through it and then you just get into the fun. Right. And it's a party. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's great. Um, Like you said, it's an every time uh, attraction for me and and for every list that I've ever made of attractions. Haunted Mansion comes out on top. So. Yeah. So, a little tangent. Um, did you did you watch the 2023 version of Haunted Mansion? Did you enjoy the movie? Yes, I did. I did. Too. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I am in the minority of people who actually really love the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion Me movie. Me too. Like, I love it. And, and people people think that I'm like just oh you're just saying that to be different. No, I I legitimately love that movie. It's it's a movie that when it came out and I could get it on DVD, I immediately bought it. I, I would watch it. It was like a comfort movie for me. Yeah. I would put it on while I was doing work or whatever, and I would have it on in the background. Um, and so when this movie was coming out, I was excited. But for me, it wasn't like, oh, well, hopefully they do it right this time. I didn't have that feeling. Right. Um, I like that this one is pretty different. I like how much of the ride is in it. Um, and I but I do say, you know, if you look at all the critical websites, they they panned this movie. And I kind I do get it, 
But I think if you're a fan of the ride or even just like Disney magic in a way, I think that it's a it's if you're a Disney fan, this movie is for you and you and yeah. you're going to appreciate it. That's yeah. that was kind of my review. Agree completely. We've seen it a couple times now. We saw it in theaters. We've seen it twice since it came out on Disney Plus. Um, I think it's very well done. It tells a great story. Uh, digs deep into some of the characters that maybe that would be my only fault is that it tried to tell too many individual too stories Probably. as opposed to yeah. maybe just focusing on just say Ben, you know, which I think yeah. was kind of the main story. But yeah, I, I, I love the Eddie Murphy. I mean, I know we're roughly the same age. I mean, we grew up on Eddie Murphy, you know, sure. like he could do most anything and I'm going to love it, but yeah. they actually did a really good job at that movie. Um, my only other fault with the new version is I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis worked as Madame Leota. I don't know what it is. Do you think it's Something just because it's work. her? I think it's because it's her and it was so her. Like, yeah. Danny DeVito is always Danny DeVito, right? And I love yeah. him. It, but Jamie but Lee Curtis can play an so many roles and yeah. I don't feel as though she made this role her own. She just played yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you're probably right. I, yeah. Well, and too, I think... We have an idea about Madame Leota. Yeah. I think, well, and the problem, I think Jennifer Tilly was great as Madame Leota. I do too. Yeah. So so I was sort of also comparing to that, which isn't necessarily fair. But but I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. I I didn't really have an issue with any particular actor in the film, but I think you're right. I think that they had so many big plans for the movie, but they could only go like Frisbee depth on everything because there was so much. I think it feels to me like a movie that was noted to death by the studio. And they were like, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. You have to have this story. You've got to do this. And I think that would tell us why when we found out years ago that there was going to be a Haunted Mansion movie and it was going to be uh, Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. I imagine he walked away because he's like, I'm if I'm doing it, I'm not taking notes. Yeah, he's going to do his own thing. Everything he wants. Yep. That makes sense. that's what I think probably happened. But either way, like you said, I still think what we got is a good movie. I do, too. I absolutely love it. All right. Let's move on to Epcot. And you get your yes. one item to eat or one thing to eat over at Epcot. That's a tough one. It is. It is. And on this one, I wanted to shine a spotlight on something new um, because I had a lot of classic favorites that that I could have gone to. But in this case, I decided to go to Connections Eatery and get the General So chicken salad. That is good. Um, yeah, that's something that I don't I don't get it every time I go. But when I do get it, I'm always like, man, I forget how good this thing is. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's a good portion. And I feel like you get your you know, you get your money's worth. It could be shareable because I always feel like it's if you get it for lunch, it's a lot of food. But um, it has it has good flavor and it, and you feel at least somewhat healthy eating it because you've got that salad underneath. it. So yes. <laughs> so that's the one. That, that I would recommend, but I would just say Connections Eatery surprisingly has some really good options. So. It really does. Yeah, that's another one we have to get back to. Like we went, I think, maybe second weekend or something that it was open and we tried a whole bunch of stuff and everything was outstanding. Um, yeah. But we haven't been back yet. So because because Rhonda couldn't be here for this episode, I'm going mm-hmm. to use a Rhonda selection and that is going over to Tuta Gusto and the spaghetti. Oh, okay. It is, I can't, place it i don't know what is up with that spaghetti because it's not something that you feel is like handcrafted from scratch by you know a little nona in the back kitchen like (laughs) it's probably you know regular spaghetti that you dried spaghetti that you get at your grocery store and there they might be homemade meatballs in this i don't know what it is though this dish is unbelievable like, oh, wow. it is one of our favorite things that we've had on Disney property without it being like this special, special dish. It's so hard to explain. Um, and I'll never forget first time. And, and and maybe a lot of it is just like nostalgia for us. You know, so first time we actually walked in, we went up to the bar there to Gusto, And this girl walks in and um, she was getting grab and go spaghetti. And she just struck up a conversation. And we're like, you're doing what now and she's like yeah i'm getting you know, they have this amazing spaghetti she's like tastes just like my grandma used to make and she gets a, a styrofoam container and walks away with it because you can do that at the walk-up bar there if you don't actually sit and we're like okay so then it wasn't long after um 
Rhonda and I think we went on one of our first trips without the girls for like our anniversary or something. And they were at home and my parents came to watch them and we went and we actually sat at Tuta Gusto and we sat at one of the little couches there and it was a little bit cooler out and they had the fireplace going and we ordered the spaghetti and it was just, it was our first time having it. We're like, holy crap, this is absolutely outstanding. And so we've done it both sitting down. We've had it grab and go. Like there's just something about it, I think. And, and again, this would be personal favorite. Like you were saying, not necessarily recommendation. There's a lot of better things to eat at Epcot, like there's very in general, but for us in our recommendation and something that I think, um, just makes us feel kind of warm inside and like that nostalgia and the memories is just that spaghetti is so dang good. I, I think that that is an awesome pick. And I like that you have like a story tied to it and a feeling and memory tied to it because heck that's what disney's all about and in a lot of ways um i want to throw out can i throw out one honorable mention go for it okay the cheddar cheese soup with the pretzel bread at beer at uh (laughs) beer garden uh oktoberfest yeah well yeah both of them both of them oh yeah no that's right they do the one at beer garden yeah, they've got, they've got it at Beer Garden and Lasselia. It's yeah. it's good at both. I don't know if it's exactly the same, but it's good at both. Um, so I just yeah, I could eat my weight in that stuff and just soak it up with that pretzel bread. Yeah. So good. Well, what I think they do so good in general throughout the festivals and in the restaurants is tying to those cultures and really giving you that taste of it. Like you know, I mean, yeah, same thing. Every time we go, no, we haven't had it yet this year because it's been a thousand degrees outside. Like we go to Epcot, I think next weekend. And I'll finally go ahead and go to Canada in the f- the festival booth and get the beer cheese soup because yeah. it's not a thousand degrees outside. Right. And I just don't <laughs> want to eat it otherwise. But beer garden, I, I was, um, yeah, first time we ever went, I was very underwhelmed. Second time we went, I was very blown away and it has become one of my favorite spots. And yeah. we went with a group of uh, nine or 10 of us and it was a dining package. We we're going to see blue October that night. And um, I'm surprised. I'm shocked. Did you did you have you heard? I actually enjoy that band (laughs) a little bit, Um, but it was just it was wonderful. And man, I would go back for bowl after bowl of that soup and those freaking like little pretzel rolls. It is it is so good. Again, like quintessential like Germany or Canada. Absolutely love it. All right. Shopping. I'm sorry. We need to get on to drink. This one. I'm very interested to hear from you about your drink at Epcot. Yeah. I, this one really is more of a reflection of me because I don't know that everybody would necessarily love this one, but I'm going to go with going over to the joy of tea cart and getting the tipsy ducks in love from China. Yes. Now, if you're unaware, this is a drink with bourbon, black tea, coffee, cream, and chocolate. It can get a little curdly. You got to be careful with it. (laughs) However, every, almost every time that I've gotten it, I feel like they do a nice heavy pour of that bourbon right on top. And it, to me, I always call it an adult chocolate milk Yeah. and it may not be the best choice on a hot day, but you've got, at least it's cold. You've got the ice in there. Um, and it's something that's become like, if I, you know, if I'm walking by China, it's hard for me to pass the joy of tea cart and not get a tipsy duck. Yeah. <laughs> Do it almost every time. Yeah. They, um, they're, they're very good on pours over there. With most yeah. everything they do, they're really great at yeah crafting delicious cocktails, and they're very good at naming them. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, we have like Kung Fu Punch during some of the yeah, festivals. We got like, there's so much good stuff, and that one is absolutely outstanding. Um, I've not had that in a long, long time. That- yeah, and and I'm a caffeine junkie too, so I like the fact that this has given me a little yeah. shot of that black tea and coffee. Keeps me going on my tour around the world. And and I think that's the crazy part. And I feel like we kind of bring it up a lot here is like there's this is where people always say, all right, you're going back to Disney. Why? Like, what are you going back for? What are you going back for? How many of these things are you able to enjoy? But then you don't have them again for so long because there's so much else to enjoy. Like, there's just so many options throughout. And that's why I think Epcot was such a hard pick. Um, Mm -hmm. I went kind of nostalgia again because this was our first stop was rope dropping Rose and Crown every single trip. And I still do it, even though I'm not a beer or a cider drinker anymore. And that's getting a snake bite. Like, yeah, that's oh, just I, I mean, walking into Rose and Crown and ordering a snake bite. There's just nothing like it. And yeah, yeah I still do it, even though we don't drink beer. We don't drink cider anymore. 
Um, I have started actually going with their uh, cider in the Fireball Whiskey, which is a nice okay. little combination. It's a good way to start yeah. your day at a rope drop in Rosen Crown. But yeah, I mean, snake bites delicious. I've and it's one of those things. It's so simple. You know, you got half cider, you got half lager. I've bought both of those at home. I have made one at home, and I'm just like, this is nowhere near the same. It's not the same. No, I know, not even close. <laughs> got to be standing in Rosen Crown. Just yeah plain and simple so yeah um i do love that beverage but rosen crown is one of our favorite places in general so um, oh, yeah. that's pretty much our, our first stop every single trip you know that's my bathroom hack is rosen crown because oh, around yeah. the bar around the corner from the bar they've got a nice little bathroom that's always in very good shape and almost no one is ever in there so back through the I'm, dining area or to the right of the bar uh so it's it's to the right of the bar okay. like Say say you're headed towards the the fish and chips mm-hmm. kiosk. Yep. Yeah. Before you would leave, you can you can go left there. There's an elevator on your right, but straight ahead there's bathrooms that are just like two person bathrooms. Um, but they're, they're like there's never anybody in there, and I much rather sneak my way back into there rather than go to the the ones outside in the UK pavilion. So are they done refurbishing those ones yet? Do you know across the street? Uh, I mean across the outside ones because. They're the, they were, and I don't know if this is part of the reason they're refurbishing them, they had to have been the worst smelling bathrooms in oh, all of Disney. They're awful. They're bad. I don't I don't know if they're done yet, to okay. be honest. But yeah, I mean, they needed it. They needed the refurb for sure. Definitely needed it. All right. Where are we shopping at Epcot? Well, this one, I had to throw this in because it's a favorite of, of both of my kids. They have always, since they were little and now still to this day, love going to Mitsukoshi in Japan. Yep. There you go. Same. <laughs> we got a match. We got it. I mean, you've, you've met Kaylin, so yeah. you know that she loves it there as well. That's that's yeah. such a great pick. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, again, um, I think part of it is because the items in there are so unique. I, I love seeing the, the, st- the stuff that they bring in, and you've got a lot of the Japanese influence with the, you know, the anime items, the Nintendo items. Um, you've got some Godzilla merch and different things, but I always love looking at, you know, the the kimonos. I love looking at the swords that they've got in there. Um, one one birthday present that I got a couple of years ago from McKenna, she got me one of the little samurai suits of armor. So I've got that oh, like on cool. my collectible shelf. Um, look, I, I'm always tempted to get a bonsai tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always tempted to get one of the really fancy teapots and, you know, tea sets they have. I love it in there so much. And plus, you know, in the back, you can get some uh, sake. Yes. If, uh, if you're interested in such a thing. Yeah. You can you can get lost in there. Yeah. Like for for quite a long time. And I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if we've ever personally bought anything in there for ourselves, for Rhonda and I. Um, the girls used to love. Uh, what is it? Poppin' cooking. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> so we used to have to get those every time. Isn't, isn't that what it's called? That is. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Used to get that every time. Um, Kaylin, actually, our friend Kiyomi, who used to work over there at Teppanito, um, she one time went in and she got Kaylin like a ramen bowl with chopsticks. And she got her this little um, like Japanese like lunch container that was layered that Kaylin took to school every day with her lunch and filled it. Yeah. And there's just, yeah, it's one of those places you can just walk through and there's so much cool stuff. Like yeah. it is window shopping galore. It you know, is. you don't have to buy anything and there's still so much stuff you just want to walk through and look at. And yeah, I agree with the sake. Um, we have bought some of the snacks in the back before. Yeah. Um, snacks in the back. I, I also like standing there in the middle and watching people if they buy an oyster yes. and try to get pearls out of them. That's yeah. fun to watch. Oh, that's um, so good. Yeah, it's, there's a lot going on in there. It's it's there's a lot of there's, it's a nice energy in the place. It's it's yeah. just a good and it's good. It's um like you said, there's so many different things. It's a good space you can get lost in. And on days where you get trapped in the back of Epcot on a rainy day, you can kind of wait out the rain in there. So that's nice. Oh, it's perfect for that. And you're going to get those days for sure. So, yeah, I love that. All right. What are we what are we riding? Oh, I really struggled with this one. But at the end of the day, I mean, I consider this to be one of the best attractions in all of Disney now. So, of course, I went Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. All right. Check it off. I got you. All right. Two matches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, from the first time that I wrote it, I mean, my reaction coming off of that attraction was just like, I I was speechless. And the first thing I said was, I have not written anything ever that made me feel like that. Yeah. It was exciting and fun. 
And I immediately wanted to go back on to see if I could get other songs. And, you know, I get it. There's so many projections and all that, but it's just, it really is, it transports you. And for like a few minutes, all I can do is smile when I ride that ride. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Agree completely. Like my teeth hurt when I get out of it because of the wind just ripping through them because my face is just <laughs> so wide smiling. Yeah. What uh, What's your favorite track for that ride? Oh my gosh. That is a, now that is a great question. Um, I think I ran, yeah. I ran so far away. I think that one, but first of all, it was my first one and I felt like it worked so perfectly, but, um, I've gotten some of the others and I've enjoyed them, but I, but I really like that one quite a lot. Yeah. One way or another for us is just, oh, it hits <laughs> so perfect. I feel like, yeah, That's I, a good I do op- hope that they'll, they'll update at some point. Like, I know they claim they went through hundreds of songs and like these were the right. six that were the best, but we know there's there's other songs out there that'll fit. Like right. I would love to see some of those. I'm trying to think of oh man, I just lost it. I had a good one. Now I forgot it. Well, I one of the dangerous was... There we go. That'd be a good oh, one, right? Oh, How good would that wow. be going there? That would be very cool. Um I also heard that on that list of possible songs was nine to five by Dolly Parton. And I'm Ooh. like, like I would I'd love that. That, that would, would be, be outstanding. Great. <laughs> Jeez, I, I hope we get some switch throughs like, you know, Star Tours and the way that it's developed throughout movies coming out and all. I would love to see something like that with Cosmic Rewind. Um, I think the the hard part with it sometimes with Disney is that they don't have to. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they, again, like yeah. I feel like it'd be maybe in Disneyland, which is much more of kind of a locals park. It would make a lot mm-hmm. more sense to switch them up. But in Disney World. While we certainly have plenty of pass holders and locals, uh, I feel like your majority of guests, they have no idea. They, they, they're they not going to hear all six songs ever, you know, and yeah. so it's OK with them. So it's just it's like a opposite home run for Disney to not update it. Right. Just to appease yeah. to some of the locals. Yeah, it's the same reason that right that we don't get the overlay on Haunted Mansion, right. the, the Nightmare Before Christmas, because they know that like it, it's. This is this is more of the people who don't get to come all the time. Yeah, you know we're going to cater to those people, and they might be pretty ticked off if they if right. their one, one adventure on Haunted Mansion is uh, Jack Skellington and right. Sally, or that they shut it down for two weeks just to yeah. you know do the overlay, and that's the one time that they're there. So, all right, yeah. let's move on over to Hollywood Studios, and we are going to go ahead and get our one item to eat over there. I'm actually kind of wondering if this matches up. Okay, so I mean, this was like an open and shut case for me. It's the Ronto wrap. <laughs> I mean, breakfast or lunch? Uh, I prefer the lunch Ronto wrap. Okay, I want breakfast. Uh, I love the breakfast still, one too, but that's great. But I, but I, yeah, I like the I like the lunch one quite a bit. I think we get a half check mark on that. Yes, I'll do that. I'll do a little half. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, uh, this was this was love at first sight with my Ronto wrap. I I mean, honestly, I do think almost every time I'm in Hollywood studios, I get one. Yeah, and um, man, they they're just so good. Again, a unique food item. This is something that I have made at home, and it was all right. The lunch one we made at home was all right, but there's nothing like getting it from Ronto Roasters and you know sitting there watching the droid roast the meats and oh. and eat Ronto wrap. It's so good. It's a whole experience. Yeah, and they do it. They do it so well over there. We just had our last episode was like most magical atmospheres of dining, and just basically like Batu and Galaxy's Edge in general just came up like. You know, it's so immersive throughout and, and whether you're going to Oga's or Docking Bay or Ronto uh, Roasters, like it really is. It's like from the moment yeah. you step foot in there to the moment you're taking that bite. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I went with the morning wrap, but agree. The yeah. lunch one is outstanding as well. They do such a good job. Uh, we've recreated the morning wrap at home plenty of times. And again, it's good, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. It's have you tried the vegan? No, version? have not. I did. And it's good. It's 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 different because you've got different textures and things. But um, for me, like I I would because I love the lunch and breakfast one so much, it would be hard for me to just default to the vegan one. But I think if you are a person who is vegan or vegetarian, it's a really good option and it's very tasty. So we we have found some incredible vegan and vegetarian options at Disney just through research. I mean, obviously, neither one of us are vegan or vegetarian, but it's pretty amazing what they can do with some of the dishes. Um, that I think you could easily blind taste test a meat eater and they would not know that they were not eating meat in a lot of those situations, which is pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, love yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. 
All right. What are you drinking at Hollywood Studios? This one was actually really hard for me. And then all of a sudden it just popped in my head. So I don't have a lot of sweet treats on my list today. So this is my one. I'm going to 50s prime time and getting that peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Reason being, of all the desserts that have ever been hyped up to me at Disney, this is the one that not only met expectations, but exceeded it for me. Mm. And I really thought that it's like maybe my favorite like sweet dessert that you can get on Disney property. It's just it's just so good. Oh, wow. I'm, you know, I'm going to go full check because while I did not pick it at 50s primetime, I did at Roundup Rodeo, which they have the peanut butter and jelly shake. Okay. I I imagine it's very similar. Yeah, it would have to be. So I'm going to give a full check for that one. It, yeah, delicious. Just like so unexpected. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think, especially with the jelly portion. Right. Like a peanut butter shake, whatever. Like, I'm cool with that. You start to put jelly. And I remember over at Roundup Rodeo, like, you almost had to scrape a little bit of it off the bottom of the glass. But it's just, it's amazing. It works. Like, something that probably shouldn't works very, very well. Um, so, I yeah. got to do the one it's, at It's at just a little time. bit of that. It's a little bit of that sweet and savory combo, you know. Um, it just it just works. It works. Like you said, it's like magic. Um, and there's something about having it while you're getting yelled at by your aunt right. at 50s Prime. right i know we went for um we went for christmas uh we actually went i think we went on christmas eve this last year and um service was wonderful food was wonderful but i think they were so busy that there wasn't any of kind of like the shtick you know like so it was very just like all right let me get you your food let me get out of here um which was a little disappointing but completely understandable but uh man that it was so good that fried chicken is unbelievable we absolutely loved it a lot of great options. Yeah. Yeah. 50 prime time. And I think honestly, like sci-fi, I know they got some new uh, menu items, like yeah. they've stepped up their game and you were talking about just Batu in general. Like there's so much good food in Hollywood studios. Oh, yeah. I, I, we, we did a, we did a show not that long ago. I think it was on the Passholder lounge. And I was talking about how I think um, just pound for pound Hollywood studios has the best food yeah. over Epcot. And it's extremely underrated. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't talk about it. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to shopping. Where are you shopping over there in Hollywood Studios? What's your what's your go to spot? Well, the drink pulled me out of Galaxy's Edge, but we're going to go back in. And now we're going to Doc Undars. Mm. <laughs> um, again, I picked this one, I guess, for the same reason I picked Memento Mori and and uh, Mitsukoshi. It's it's unique. Um, now, there are some items that you can get because they have a shop up front uh, when you're coming down. Uh, Hollywood Boulevard, where they've got some of the Galaxy's Edge items. But Doc Undars does tend to have items that they don't have anywhere else. And I'm such a big Star Wars fan. This is another place that I go in every single time. When Galaxy's Edge opened, I think I waited an hour in a line to get into (laughs) this place. I think I saw you in that line. (laughs) Yeah, you probably (laughs) did. (laughs) Yep, that day. (laughs) Um, But I didn't. I I didn't regret that choice, and not only just for the merchandise, but all the the details in the shop. I I love seeing all the details and and Doc Undar himself uh, in the shop. So it's it's a very cool place, and I would recommend even if you're not a Star Wars fan, it's a cool place to go into and check it out. Yeah, it's got to be the best themed shop on Disney property, I think. Um, I didn't pick that specifically cause I kind of cheated and I just basically went with the entire like Batu marketplace, like that <laughs> well, whole stretch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. So I just, I mean, everything there again, it's, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at one of the little, whatever cat things that you pet the back and it purrs and that Kalen got the, you know, when we went for pass holder, um, preview before galaxy's edge officially opened and just, you know, and it came in a little like uh, cardboard cage and you adopted it and just. You know, the handcrafted little items and toys and just it is so well done. Um, I I mean, I still wish that we had a Star Wars area that specifically reflected and related to the movies with with that storyline. But even without doing that, I mean, I still think Galaxy's Edge is just absolutely unbelievable from front to back. It's so it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, and I was even going to shout out the droid factory as oh, a place, yeah. that, you know, just even if you're not going to build a droid, just going in there and watching people yeah. do it and seeing all the detail, like everything is just so immersive in, yeah. in galaxy's edge. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think you can easily get 
I know people who are not big Star Wars fans who, and, and this is maybe why they didn't tie it so closely to the movies, yeah. because it does have more of a general appeal uh, for people who are just like, well, I don't, I don't know Star Wars, but you don't need to know Star Wars to go in there right. and, and think this, this stuff is cool. Yeah. Agree completely. I'll, um, I'll never forget. It was our anniversary. I think two, two, three years ago. And, and I like Star Wars. I'm not a giant fan. Like, I don't know all the canon. I haven't seen like the animated series. Like I enjoy it. And we woke up that morning and Rhonda was like, um, do you want to go build a lightsaber? at Savi's. She's like, we should be able to walk up, you know, let's go see if we can do it. I'm like, sure, that sounds cool. And so we walked up and I think we had maybe an hour and a half, two hour wait. It was actually, you know, not too bad. Holy moly. That experience was unbelievable. Yeah. Like emotional at times. I yeah. just, I was blown away by all the detail and the theming and the story and everything. And again, like you said, that's coming from someone that doesn't like, you know, live and breathe Star Wars, but enjoys it and has the connections and all of that. But it was just so freaking good. Like, well, as someone who is a lifelong Star Wars geek, I can tell you that building the lightsaber, yeah. and I, I've said this to people, and this is, this sounds like a crazy, like, just, <laughs> uh, just this overstatement. But I think the building the lightsaber at Savi's is like the closest thing to a Star Wars religious experience that you can have. Yeah. Like, cause I felt, I felt like chills while it's oh, crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's so good. It's just like, yeah, it really that, is. that was, it, I know it's an expensive thing to do, but you, you go buy one of the, the pre-made like hilts yeah. from Doc Undars. It's the same price. Oh yeah. This, you know, you get the show here, you get the experience. I thought it was honestly it was worth every penny yeah. to me. And, and that was my same thought with the Droid Depot. You're paying fifth. Well, I don't know what the price is now if it's gone up because we did like, you know, back in 2019. But you were paying 50 bucks to do the Droid Depot experience and actually build your own. Or you were paying 50 bucks to get a pre-made one in a box. Yeah. Why would you not do the experience? Exactly. It's just yeah. it's so cool. Um, all right. <laughs> let's move on to a ride. Are you sticking in Galaxy's Edge? Are you leaving? What are you doing for your your one ride at Hollywood Studios? Yeah, you you know I'm sticking to Galaxy's Edge. It's it's Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. I I mean, I for me, Rise of the Resistance is the ultimate theme park attraction. I just when it is when it is 100% operating in A mode, there is nothing that can touch it. Nothing, not even close. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only reason I didn't pick it is because I can't remember the last time I saw it in A mode. Mm. Is the only thing, but I agree yeah. when it is running the way that it's supposed to on all cylinders, there, there, nothing touches it that I've ever been a part of, um, as far as theme yeah, parks yeah. and attractions go. Um, I went tower of terror. Just, I love tower of terror again. Like it, it's, yeah. it's the, it's still the only ride. Well, you can go over to universal and say Velocicoaster where I get butterflies in my stomach walking up. Like I'm still a little bit scared. I've ridden it a hundred times. But I'm still a little bit worried, you know, yeah. like a little bit of scared there. So I, I just I think it's outstanding. I love the queue. I love the storyline, everything. But I agree if if Rise of Resistance is on its a game. Oh, my goodness. There's nothing like it. I yeah. just I've never experienced anything like that. We went we went opening day. Ron and I got there. At three, three, four in the morning or something. Cause remember, it didn't even open with Galaxy's Edge, of course. Right. And um, yeah, it was that following December. I think it was December 5th, actually, if I remember somewhere around there. But yeah, we went and we got there early and it was first thing. They were like, there's going to be a virtual queue. We're like virtual what now? And you were walking in had no idea. You're walking in. You scanned into the turnstile and they were handing out flyers like, here's how you join the virtual queue. Oh, yeah. And then I, I loved that. coming after that is and we could do a whole other episode on virtual queues, whether they're good or not or standby or whatever. But Remember when you would go in the morning or even the 1 p.m. drop and stuff and you would hear cheers throughout the park of people that got it yeah. like there was just something so yeah. special and magical about that. And when you walked in that morning and again, because you had to walk in, you had to scan in. That was before you could do it from your hotel room or even here from St. Augustine, you know, at 7 a.m. Um, yeah. And there was just nothing like it. And yeah, that first ride and we walked off. And they were lined uh, with cast members and executives and Imagineers were lining the exit of the ride and they were clapping and they were like thanking you for restoring the first order and all. It's just holy moly. One of my favorite memories ever. Just unbelievable. Yeah. 
I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's for me, of course, it hits different since I'm such a huge fan of Star yeah. Wars. It, it's it's one of those things where when I got to write it the first time, I like I had a moment where I just sort of looked around and I thought to myself, I am in Star Wars. Yeah. Like right now I'm in Star Wars. Yeah, that that was all I ever needed. You know, I, I didn't need to go on the Galactic Star Cruiser. I've yeah. experienced it. I've been there. But um, I always say I describe it as I think Rise of the Resistance is the best, most immersive theme park attraction I've ever been on. I think Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is the most fun theme yes. park attraction I've ever been on. Agreed. That's how I compare the two. Yeah. And now, yeah. like, looking at things, like, I wish I could go back in time and, like, ride with you that first time. Like, for oh, my yeah. enjoyment, just to see you as as such yeah. a big fan experience for the first time would be, like, super-duper cool. Um, all right, let's move on to Animal Kingdom. This will be our last park, and then we'll just do a quick one on Disney Springs. Uh, what is your okay. go-to item to eat over at Animal Kingdom? Jeremy, you know me. We've had a lot, a lot of conversations about Animal Kingdom. Can I guess? I feel like you could almost predict what I was going to say here. You're at Nomad Lounge. But it's at Nomad Lounge. Okay. The Impossible and Sliders? A lot of people. <laughs> Not the Impossible Sliders. Oh. I actually went. I actually went with the Bangkok crispy chicken wings. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I love the ribs. The ribs are classic. They're amazing. And that's what started my love of Nomad Lounge. Yeah. But I got these crispy chicken wings the last time I was at Nomad Lounge. And they were such a surprise. They were so good. And if you're a fan of like a good crispy chicken wing with some sauce, I mean, oh my gosh. They, they blew me away. They were great. Fantastic. Can we still be friends if I tell you I've not had them? That's okay. You, you be my <laughs> oh man, I want those. I really want those now. We were just at Nomad two weekends ago. Did not yeah. get those. I, I'm afraid that they're not going to last a real long time. I think they're still on the menu now okay. because they were they were brought on as like a temporary uh, item. But if they are, man, look. I mean, there's no better way to build our bond as friends than sharing the crispy <laughs> chicken wing. I love that. So, <laughs> all right. So as a as a local who gets to go a lot, do you like like Nomad Lounge turns over menu items a lot. To you, is that a positive or a negative? Do you find something that you love and then you're disappointed that you go back and it's not there? Or are you thankful that there are additional items? And even as a podcaster, because right now, somebody's listening. They may go back in there in three, four months and say, I want the wings, and they're gone. I'm like, Justin, right. you steered me wrong. What's up? I no know. fault of your own. I but how do you feel about some of these changeovers of menus that are so quick? It's, it's interesting. You kind of wonder what drives it. I mean, first of all, I would say as a podcaster, I've always said, I don't know anything, so don't hold me <laughs> to what I say. But um, I I sort of enjoy it because, for one thing, I go to Nomad Lounge a lot. Um, and at least when I've gone, my favorite item really on the menu has always been the ribs that yeah. you can get at Nomad Lounge. I think they're just fantastic. And really, I always say they're the best ribs you can get at Disney. Um, and they've stayed. Luckily, they've kept them. Uh, on the menu but some of the other things that they've switched out you know it's like oh it's a shame it's gone but but i have such a faith in nomad lounge that whatever they've got on the menu is going to be good that yeah. i'm just not disappointed i'm with you there agree completely um i went over to a uh, yak and yeti and i'm gonna do the ahi tuna nachos oh nice uh it That's is good... it is delicious it's shareable we get them every single time we go and yak and yeti's menu is so vast and there's so much on it but we're going to get the tuna nachos every single time we go. And it's one of those places we love to take friends that have never been and introduce them to the tuna nachos. So well, guess I just, what, my friend, I have never been to Yak and Yeti. You've not been at all. All right. All right. So we're, we we got to plan a, a animal kingdom date where we can do nomad. We can do Yak and Yeti. Uh, yep. We'll get some delicious drinks because my drink is at nomad. Where's your drink? Mine. Nomad. Nomad. What are you going with? I go with the Tempting Tigress. Oh, I didn't put it on my list, but I just had it the other weekend. Outstanding. Outstanding oh. pick. Yeah. If you, if you love bourbon. Yeah. If you love bourbon, it's great. Yeah. What did you go with? Uh, Jen's Tattoo. Okay. I that's feel like that's kind of like, that's kind of <laughs> like just the, oh, okay, he's going to pick that. Everybody picks that. No. But it's delicious. No, but it's great. It's refreshing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely love it. From my understanding, and I don't know the full name of the Imagineer, but it's an Imagineer that worked alongside Joe Rohde gin that the drink is made yeah. after correct yeah i think okay. yeah i think you're right all right 
I, I could not remember. Um, all right. We got our bellies full. We had a little cocktail. Where are you shopping at Animal Kingdom? Well, you name dropped it earlier. I'm going Wind Traders in Pandora. It's a great pick. Yeah. Great shop. And again, even though some of that stuff does end up in the mercantile, uh, they still do have a lot of unique things back there. You can even buy plants. You can buy Pandora plants yeah. uh, in Wind Trader if you want to. Um, but yeah, it's it's a cool place. I like that they have the rookery for the, you know, the, the, the uh, why can't I think of what they're Banshees. called? Banshees. Banshees. Have you adopted a Banshee? <laughs> do you have one? I've never, I've never adopted one, um, but I don't want it to bite my face off, but yeah, they look really cool. And, um, that the, the whole shop is cool and, and being able to turn yourself into a Navi, um, is pretty cool that, um, I've never done that either, but I thought that was a cool experience. So yeah. it's a, it's a really cool place. And this one, it is a shop you walk through when you come off of flight of passage, but it, to me, it feels separate enough. Like you can go in and I do go into it, you know, without going on flight of passage too. So, yeah, you can bypass it, but you mm -hmm. don't want you to can. like, it is, a, it's a wonderful flow and fit through there. Um, I'm actually going to go as soon as you're walking in, uh, not to, uh, the left side in the mercantile, but the right side in discovery trading company. Okay. Um, it's just a vast shop. It's got a lot of great merchandise. Um, I know I keep throwing out like memories and nostalgia, but maybe that's just where I am as I get older in life <laughs> is going there for the, uh, the 20th anniversary. Um, and that's where we actually, Joe Rody was, uh, meeting outside and signing and we waited in the long merchandise line and we got some cool merchandise and we went and met him and he, you know, signed everything. Uh, just there the other weekend and Rhonda bought um, a Christmas gift for herself that I get to give her. So that's always <laughs> nice. Like perfect. I've already got it covered. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a good shop. It, and while it has some things like in the main section, when you walk in or some of the things you can find everywhere, I feel like it still has a lot of items that are unique to animal kingdom in general and kind of yeah. that overall theming. Um, so I really like that part. Now, if, you you seem to you love the technology of like rise in the resistance and, and uh, cosmic rewind and all. Are you going with flight of passage for your one ride or are you going somewhere else? No, sir. No, sir. Not so fast, my friend. All right. Yeah, actually, of course, it's tempting. Flight of passage is great. Yeah. Um, also love Expedition Everest. But in this case, I went with what I think is the quintessential animal kingdom attraction. And that is Kilimanjaro Safari. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, that's hard. I to mean. Beat. It's great every time, you know, you're going to get a different experience every time you do it. And um, I, it's a unique ride. Sure. People are going to say, well, I can see all this stuff. But I don't know. I, I don't think it's it's anything like something you could do at a zoo. No, uh, I've had such unique experiences on that ride that, that I've just never experienced anywhere else. And it's it's different in the morning versus, you know, middle yeah. of the day versus a sunset safari. It's it's great. It's um it's Disney, it's nature, it's 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 Animal Kingdom. Yeah. That, that ride is Animal Kingdom. I would like to know who's telling you they can see this at a regular zoo, because I think they are a liar, because you cannot <laughs> see this at a regular zoo. It really is just incredible. It's a must-do for us every single time. Um, I didn't pick it. I actually did go with Everest. Okay. Um, between you know our parks that we frequent, which are Disney World and Universal Orlando, uh, Velocicoaster is the best coaster. Everest is my favorite. I there you just go. love it. And and I almost put Cosmic Rewind aside because I, I almost don't consider it a coaster. Like, I don't know what to call it because it's such yeah. a mashup of everything. Like you said, it's like the most fun yeah. you're ever going to have on any attraction. But Everest, when you come back out after you go backwards and you come through and then you're getting ready to go back forward before the Broken Yeti, as you come down that drop, that last turn that like almost it almost comes into a figure eight turn is just roller coaster perfection. It there's, is. There's just absolutely nothing like it. And Everest just lives up to the hype time and time again. Um, I know. Even with a Broken Yeti. I know. Gosh. Yeah. Did you did you ever see it work? How long have you lived no. in Florida? I can't remember. You've not been here long enough, correct? Did you no, ever saw no. it work? I can't even imagine. Did you? No. Gosh, no. Oh. I, I can't. I mean, what did it last? Two years? Yeah, I it think, was very something short. Something like that? It was oh. very short. Just, you know what? Shut the whole thing down for a year. I'll be okay. Let's fix it. <laughs> Let's do it. 
All right, we're going to move on to Disney Springs. We're not going to do a ride or attraction. We are going to do our food, our drink, and our shopping. What is your food item over at Disney Springs? All right, I'm going to give my uh, my eat recommendation is the gazpacho at Haleo. Ooh. Yeah. I did not um, see that I had coming. Never had, I had not had gazpacho before. Um, I, first of all, I love Haleo. I think it's an overlooked location. Yeah. Uh, really good food, but man, the gazpacho is so good. That that I'm always tempted to get it just as like a a, a walk up and take take it to go because mm, it really hits the spot. It's a cold soup on a hot day. It's great. It's very very tasty. Well, dang, I gotta go over there. Can you just can you go inside <laughs> like to a bar area and just get it? We've ordered it to go before. Really, they'll, they'll oh, make gosh, it for you and bring that. It. All right, yeah. yeah, I love Haleo. It's 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 so much fun. That is such a good group destination. Get a whole bunch of friends together, get a yeah, table. Get Everybody orders something. Y'all just pass it around and try it. Um, it's so good. So I'm going to go over to Paddlefish. Now, I believe that they serve this inside of the regular dining area, but I've gone up to the rooftop bar and gotten their crab-topped fries. Um, this comes Ooh. with crab meat. It's skin on fries. It's got this, like, like Louis dressing on top. It is outstanding. I have sat up there by myself and had an old-fashioned and just devoured crab top fries like I'd never eaten before. And I love them. And being a Maryland guy that mm -hmm. often has trouble finding good crab dishes down here in Florida, this one is up there. It's absolutely outstanding. Wow. And it's gluten-free. Okay. So that, <laughs> that is a nice endorsement. And you know what? A paddlefish is another place that I've never gone to because I've always heard it just, you know, there's not a lot of reason to go there, but you're giving me a great reason to go there. I want to try that out. I've it's pretty much all I've had there. I've had that and maybe one other item up at the rooftop bar. We've never sat at an actual table and eaten anything there. Um, what are you drinking right. after you uh, wash everything down here? Your uh, gazpaccio. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to head over to one of my favorite lounges on all of Disney property, going over to Jock Lindsay's hangar bar, and I'm going to get the Scottish professor. What is that? I have not so, heard of such a libation. It's, it's, it's so good. It's uh, it's a mix of Scotch whiskey, Hendrix gin, pear nectar, simple syrup, and fresh lemon juice. Wow. Yeah, and it it gives your taste buds a little smack in the face. It's an interesting experience, and it's very very good. I was gonna say that sounds um strong. Like it would. That's gonna put yeah. hair on your chest. <laughs> You can't smoke around that, can you? No open flames around that one? <laughs> it's one that you take a little drink of, and then you can do the like spitfire yeah. thing if you've got a lighter. You could it's be good. in Nightmare Fuel over at uh, Halloween Horror Nights, <laughs> I think, after that one. Um, I'm going to hit Polite Pig, and I'm going to do the Sweet mm -hmm. Tea Old Fashioned. Ooh, that's so, good. Have you had it? That's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I've had that. It's, I, I like my Old Fashions and my whiskey drinks sweet, and this one just adds that extra little sweetness with the sweet tea in it uh we usually get one to go and go walk around with it go to world of disney and shop and buy too much stuff um most everything at polite pig is pretty dang good though i love that spot yeah yeah it's i think that place is is fairly rated people always talk about how great it is and honestly it deserves it it deserves yeah. the praise yeah 100 percent. all right let's round it out with our shopping last chance to get some merchandise what is your favorite spot to shop at disney springs well, I, I think you got to go World of Disney at Disney yeah. Springs personally. I mean, it it's huge, it's it's massive, but you can find every single thing that you want, that your kids want, that your aunt wants, that your Nona wants. Every like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so many good things at World of Disney, and um, I mean, it's just like what we used to do when we did travel down uh, from Tennessee to Orlando and, and vacation here. We would our last day before we left, we'd always go to Disney Springs and then we ended the trip at World of Disney because that's your last little taste yeah. of the Disney immersion. That's awesome. So it was yeah. a nice, nice way to sort of like ease the transition out and head back home. For sure. I agree completely. That is that is my pick as well. There's I don't think there's a better place for merchandise on property. Um yeah. Emporium's maybe a close second. Creations is great, but like um just yeah, everything you could ever want there. I also really like my runner up would be Disney style. Oh, yeah. It's a cool shop. It's a cool shop. It's just it's very unique in the sense like you got to really be looking for something, whereas you can find whatever you want at World of Disney. Um, you got a giant stitch out front spitting water on you. So, yeah. How can you great. like go wrong with that? <laughs> I will say I did pick a ride for Disney Springs. Can okay. I tell you? Yes. 
the boat to Port Orleans so I can go to Scat Cats and eat beignets. That is genius. <laughs> Absolutely genius. Yeah, I, I actually just did that for the first time not that long ago, yeah. and it was a blast. Oh, so, it's so fun over there. That's yeah. another one. We got we to gotta hook up sometime and go over there. Yes, it's, sir. It is Let's so much it. fun sitting there. You get some good jazz music. You get some good food. You get good drink. Like, oh. That place is very underrated as well. And it's weird because they're still treating it like it's not a permanent fixture. Does yeah. it still look that way? It's still got like the pop-up bar when you walk in, right? Like, yeah. yeah. It's kind of strange. But it's been there forever. I know. Give it some love, Disney. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. All right. Justin, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. This was so much fun. Love having you on. Uh, I'm super excited for you to be back in the, the podcasting world uh, with the Monday morning monorail. Where can everybody find you? Well, thank you, Jeremy, for having me. This has been a blast. And like I said, it's always an honor to join you on Main Street Magic. You can find the Monday Morning Monorail podcast on all of your podcatchers. If you were subscribed to Dawes Does Disney, we are just switching the feed over um, to the Monday Morning Monorail. So it should be a smooth transition. But uh, on the socials, we're at Morning Monorail. And uh, yeah, we'd love for you to check us out, hang out on a Monday and and uh, join the monorail family, as I always say. Once you listen once, you're part of the monorail family and the no take backs. So, yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm glad I'm part of the family. I appreciate it. Appreciate yes, you, sir. brother. And uh, thank you so much for joining and cannot wait to uh, hook up with you in the parks and do something like this again real soon. Sounds like we're going to Animal Kingdom eating a lot of food. We so are let's doing get that. that. On the- All right. Let's do it. Thanks again to Justin for joining us today. Cannot wait to have the Morning Monorail podcast back on the air. Uh, I, for one, have definitely missed it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. And make sure you go out and you find the Morning Monorail anywhere that you get your podcasts. And go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you do not miss any of the outstanding episodes that Justin's going to be pumping out. Of course, if you've not done so already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for Main Street Magic here so you can get the brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And then you know that myself, I'm sure Justin, and of course Rhonda would be super thankful if you could please leave us a rating and review, because it really does help our show grow. That's all we've got. We'll see you real soon. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you.